You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's another episode of Here the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Aurora Bubaloo back to talk the first episode of Season 8 of The Walking Dead. Aurora, despite you once again becoming infected with the zombie virus, mm-hmm. yes. are you excited for the return of The Walking Dead? I am. I feel like this I- is the... F- this is not the first time we've also been sick when we started a Walking Dead season. I think, yeah, I think it's just the the time when it starts. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm such a huge fan that I also acquire zombie disease. Yeah, you start turning into a zombie. <laughs> yes. You love it that much. There's, like, some people cosplay, but you kind of, like, method act I, I embrace it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so we are talking about episode one of season eight called mercy and i am going to run through what happens Mm -hmm. but this has been it's kind of weirdly structured yes so especially since this starts with rick giving a speech Mm -hmm. and the then a bunch of things happen and then the episode also ends with him giving the speech right the way the episode is structured, I think some people sort of were wondering, did all the stuff in the middle actually happen? It did. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was weirdly structured. And that's just the beginning of the weird structures. I'm going to talk about, first, before I talk about the meat of this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, this. So the episode cuts, uh, in uh, basically it cuts to four different scenes throughout the episode which uh, are not established when they occur relative to the episode's current events. So in one of these scenes, Rick and Carl are scavenging for gas when they encounter a man called Sadiq, a man of Middle Mm. Eastern descent, rambling to himself, begging for food. Carl tries to approach him carefully, but Rick fires a warning shot, scaring him off. Uh, Carl scolds Rick, but Rick insists that the man could have been a spy for Negan. Carl later returns alone and leaves food for Sadiq while he watches him from a nearby uh, bush. The second scene sees uh, Rick alone, crying to himself against a tree in a forest, uh, with light being refracted through a stained glass window piece, muttering the phrase, My mercy prevails over my wrath. Mm -hmm. third scene sees him mourning over two gravesites at Hilltop. The final scene is stuff we all saw from the trailer. An older, gray-haired, and bearded Rick wakes up in a bed with a cane and walks into a living space and happily greets Carl and Michonne. Then outside, he goes with Judith, who is now a toddler, Mm -hmm. uh, in what is now an invigorated Alexandria as they prepare for a festival. So that is all the disjointed scenes that are interspersed throughout, and we are not told exactly when all of these events take place in relation to to 
the bulk of the story, which goes <laughs> as follows. Um, so we begin with Rick, Maggie, and King Ezekiel uh, giving a speech, agreeing to go to war against Negan and the Saviors. The three communities of Alexandria, the Hilltop, and the Kingdom make plans to assault the Saviors' base, Sanctuary. They outfit numerous vehicles, makeshift plate armor, and information secretly provided to them by one of Negan's right-hand men, Dwight. Uh, he provides this information to Daryl. They end up taking out several of the guards watching the approach of Sanctuary. Meanwhile, Carol, Morgan, and Tara, and Daryl, lead a large horde of walkers towards Sanctuary via uh, a litany of controlled distractions. A.K.A. explosions. There are so mm-hmm. many explosions in this episode. Yep. Uh, Rick's convoy arrives at Sanctuary, arranging the vehicles to give them cover and simultaneously fire warning shots, which force Negan and company to emerge, along with all of his lieutenants, including Dwight, Simon, Eugene. He taunts Rick's group, claiming that they have the numbers. He instructs Gregory, the leader of the Hilltop, to come out, who subsequently asserts that any Hilltop resident siding with Rick's group will be banned from Hilltop. All of their families evicted. Jesus says, We're with Maggie, essentially. Uh, And nobody leaves. Uh, Simon, seeing Gregory has no value, pushes him down the flight of stairs, injuring him. Rick tells the other lieutenants that they can still turn away from the saviors and live, but reminds Negan that Rick will kill him. Uh, So he starts counting down to give the saviors time to run, but ends at about, I don't know, what, seven? Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) And he just starts shooting, (laughs) which is what I would have done. Uh, This, uh, basically everybody runs off. They run into, the saviors run into the sanctuary. Uh, But a lot of this is just fire to draw the walkers. Yeah. with signals sent by Carol's group, Rick has an RV rigged with explosives that drives right through the sanctuary gates before exploding, creating a breach for the horde. Uh, at the appointed time, the other fighters in Rick's army leave, but Rick stays behind, intent on killing Negan, who has taken shelter behind some debris. Father Gabriel pulls Rick away, reminding him of the plan, and Rick takes off, but not before taking a Polaroid of Negan cowering. Yeah. Gabriel is about to take off in his car as well, but sees a wounded Gregory trying to crawl away. Compelled to help, he pulls him to shelter, but Gregory panics and takes off, driving the car away, leaving Gabriel on his own. With no other way out, and surrounded by walkers, Gabriel finds shelter in a box trailer when he realizes, too late, that Negan has also taken shelter there. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of the premiere episode of Season 8? Listening to you uh, go through the episode, mm-hmm. for me, was more exciting than the episode. Oh, really? Yes. I found the episode really exciting. Okay, go ahead. I thought it was slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and dare I say, there were times that I was bored. You know what it is? Like, with all the intercuts from, like, yes. the other events that we don't know when they happen yet, mm-hmm. I can see why it would be kind of slow. Yeah, and the reason, you know, when you're reading it, because you're going through the highlights, that's why it sounds more exciting than <laughs> yes. what it actually happened. Because there there were so many things in between yes. that just dragged out the episode mm-hmm. um, instead of just going straight to what I wanted, which was the action. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were things that I liked about the episode, but for it being the first episode of the season, I was expecting more. 
I feel like they set up a lot of, like they did all this big stuff. Like I, I will say right off the bat, I was surprised that the first thing they did was we're going to go to war with Negan and Sanctuary, and we did, and then we won. <laughs> like in the first episode, I'm like, holy crap, that's a like like that's a big thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it was also like interspersing you with all these other moments that you're like, what is happening here? Who's this? Mm-hmm. Sad- Who's this Sadiq guy? Like, for, for a bit, he's talk. you know, they're talking about, like, this guy could be a spy for Negan, but none of this other stuff fit, none of that other stuff with Sadiq fit with what was happening right then and there mm-hmm. with all this stuff. So, like, when does that take place? Does it take place after all of this? Clearly, it must, I guess, but does that mean Negan is somehow back in power? What was this all for? But before you have yeah. a chance to answer that question, it's like, Rick is... You know, so at first I thought he was looking at graves at Alexandria, but then it's like, no, that's the hilltop. So what's happening here? Yeah. Why yeah. is he crying up against a tree? Yeah, and I was I I I was with other people that I, when I was watching the show, I was like, is all this a dream? Like, is he mm-hmm. imagining that they won? But so I will. Re- I, I will say this about mm-hmm. the future Rick. Like yeah. Santa Claus Rick. <laughs> If people want to, like, I don't think any of that, I don't think any of the stuff that happened in this episode was a dream with the exception. I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not even saying future Rick stuff was a dream, but mm-hmm. I'm saying if people interpret it that way, uh, you certainly can, because it was most definitely shot in a way to make you think that it was a dream. It was very Yeah, hazy. it was all hazy, yeah. <laughs> it was, but it was very bright. It was like a right. bright haze. Like Maybe that's, know. maybe he died and he's in heaven. It wasn't quite clear. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's, you know, maybe by that tree or something, he, like, hit his head like Doc Brown did (laughs) on the toilet seat. And, like, with Doc Brown, he imagined, like, the flux capacitor. But with, like, with Rick, he sees, like, into the future or whatever. Can you imagine that that's how they kill Rick? He just trips and hits his head on Mm -hmm. the tree. (laughs) That's it. That's it. <laughs> that would be awful, right? That would be awful. Yeah. He's just like riding a bike and hits a curb and just flips and like, up. Oh, that's the end of Rick. <laughs> Terrible way to go. Like, he went through all that stuff. And at the end, it was not wearing a bike helmet that got Rick. Um, yeah. I, so I keep thinking back to the line. I will say this. This did get me thinking. Um, when he kept, when he keeps muttering, my mercy prevails over my wrath. I presume this will have something to do with deciding to not kill Negan and mm-hmm. somehow this will result in things being better than had he just killed him. Yeah, yeah. At least that's what I'm guessing at. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so, yeah, there were a lot of unexpected things. I will say this. Another unexpected thing, uh, I did not expect to hear Another One Rides the Bus by Weird Al Yankovic. interspersed throughout this episode (laughs) they've done some interesting they've done some interesting subversion when it comes to like music like do you remember the episode where they had daryl and they kept playing the happy music yes yes yes. all throughout um and it it, it was just like subverting like what you thought they were going to be doing to torture him or whatever and just constantly like there's death and zombies and explosions and yelling and screaming and then you just hear another one rides the bus. <laughs> yes. Every now and again. 
it's just really it's just really weird um it was weird but i liked it <laughs> yeah and little and toddler judith was adorable i hope adorable. That, i hope that wasn't a dream i hope that's like a a real thing well one way or the, one way or the other dream or not uh, we see more of it because the trailers we saw showed more of Old Man Rick, more mm-hmm. than what we saw in this episode. Yeah. So uh, we did get to see the infamous shitting pants thing that was from this episode. That was all in the trailers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hope, you're shit- hope you have your shitting pants on because you're going to shit your pants. Yep. I need to know. Uh, I know for a lot of people, Negan has worn thin on them. Like he started as a very interesting character and people wanted to know more. Uh, and for a lot of people, I guess he's worn kind of thin mm-hmm. on them. I'm still kind of interested in w- why he is like this. And I, I, I wonder if we're ever going to find out because he finds himself in one like near death situation after the other in this episode. Mm-hmm. And he's always carefree and has a smile on his face. Yep. Like he just doesn't care. Like he's just like I I'd, I'd like to know more. Uh, I I know for some people the the shtick is kind of worn by now. Like they they think it's maybe too unrealistic a character or something like that. But... I mean, but we've seen before that you know Rick's group um, were confident that they had defeated him, and mm. it ended up that they didn't do anything. He was he still came back and killed Glenn and did. Yes. <laughs> Everything that he did. So when they were um taunting him mm-hmm. and he was be in this episode and he was being like so carefree, I was like, This is not going to go well because he doesn't look worried at all. No. And it looked to me like he knew mm-hmm. they were coming. Yeah, he kind of carries with him this weird air of like you know, this is going exactly according to plan. Right. You know, it's like one of those things where you feel like, oh, things are going really bad for the villain. And then they cut to the scene with like the villain where the villain is like looking at the situation on a monitor. Yeah. And they're like, everything is going according to plan. Like it's exactly. uh, this yes. big twist that they're, they want to have things go wrong. It's part of some bigger plan or something. Mm-hmm. He walks around with an air of this at all times. So I'm yes. not sure if there actually is a plan. Uh, or if things are going according to it, or if he's just crazy, or maybe he's just doesn't care. Like maybe, he's just, maybe he's bluffing too. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it's all a mask. You know, maybe we'll, I mean he is in there with Father Gabriel, and you know maybe we'll next episode he just breaks down to Father Gabriel and sobbing in his arms. <laughs> it's a confession episode. <laughs> he's like, I should be wearing the shitting pants. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> He's like, there's all these zombies out there, and all I have is a stupid bat. I never even carried a gun. Like I had people firing guns <laughs> for me, and I don't, I don't have a gun. <laughs> like he's just, he's a baby. He's just terrified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be, <laughs> that'd be complete. That would be a twist. That would be a complete deconstruction of the character. But you know what? I would be okay with that if uh, they wanted to go that route. I'd be okay. Uh, it seems really strange, but you know. Why not? Um, I know you were excited to get uh, some more Daryl Dixon action. Yes. Yeah. And and he did get to do some pretty dope Daryl Dixon yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, we got to see him ride his bicycle, his motorcycle while an explosion is happening yeah. in the background. Like lots of them. And he would, <laughs> and he would cause them. 
Yes. By shooting at things and they blow up while he was riding his bike. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that last one, he waited until that zombie was in like the right spot to Mm -hmm. like blow up the zombie too. Yes. Like he just took his time. He's like, oh, hold on. It's not quite there. It's not. Pow. Yep. Yep. Uh, which I will admit to having done in video games plenty of times. Yeah, I was just going to say that I think Daryl is treating this whole zombie apocalypse like a video game. It's like, oh, this is just a video game. <laughs> yeah, I've lost track of how many times like I'm looking at like a explosive canister from really far away, and I yep. wait for like more than one or two people to be around it before yes. I shoot it. Yes. I think this is how Daryl is approaching yep. uh, the, the situation. Um, and Morgan is, I think, Morgan is back to just straight up killing people now. Oh, yeah. He was such a badass. Yeah. Uh, spearing people. I mean, he's still using the stick. Yes. But um, was he using a gun? He may have been using a gun when he got to... Um, and I don't think he ever used a gun. No, I think he had the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, and... I, I will I will note this. We did not get to see Maggie riding a tiger yet. No, no. But uh, I did like that little bit between her and Rick mm-hmm. where, um, you know, he's like, you're doing a great job of leading Hilltop. And she's like, I learned everything about, you know, being a leader that people can trust. I learned it from you. And he's like, good. When this is done, I'm following you. Yeah, I like that, too. I, I thought that was I thought that was nice. I liked uh, and I like that Rick is just like I'm retiring after this. You can you <laughs> you be the leader to. now. He needs to. And I like that uh, Maggie did that joke about still being able to go and in, go into war until uh, as long as it's before the third trimester or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was crazy. And by the way, I like I, I should also note that I like that even though I feel like a lot of the pretenses around the kingdom should have been dropped by now, uh, they're not. Like King Ezekiel still talks like he's in like a game of like D and D or something. Yeah. Uh, I love that they haven't really dropped the pretenses that he's the king and they are like knights of the round table. Yeah, and, and the tiger like is just sitting in the back of a pickup truck, just. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> it's just there in the back of a pickup truck. It's such yeah, a weird just they scene. are just listening to the speech. <laughs> yeah, just relaxing. Uh, see, there was a lot to like about this episode, even even if it. Yeah, did I mean, you know, the highlights out. of the episode were good. Oh, it's yes. the things in between that were like I felt like they were too long. Like I needed to go back to the action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can tell this show is rolling in the money because. So many things exploded in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a... First, it was like a truck on a highway or something, or like an SUV on a highway that they blew up. Mm-hmm. And then Daryl blew up, like, a million things. Cars hit a tripwire, and they all blew up. And then they blew up the RV. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Where did all these explosives come from? I mean, it must be that the show is very profitable. and uh, But, like, in, in storyline... Where do they get yeah. all these explosives? I was asking that same thing when I was watching the episode. I was like, okay, they make all of these explosives. You need certain supplies to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will give uh, I will give Rick a lot of credit. It felt like they could have. It felt like they could have shot any of those people uh, when they came out because they were undercover with guns. Yes. Like all of Negan's people came out unarmed with they the exception could, of Negan's. They could have killed Negan right there. Yeah. Yes. And they let Negan monologue for a little bit mm-hmm. and do his Negan-y stuff. What the hell is this shit? 
<laughs> just strolling around. Um, <laughs> and they just let him do it. Yeah. And Rick could have just shot him at any moment. He could have shot all those guys. They were all unarmed, but um, they didn't for reasons, I guess. I guess. Uh, before we give any uh, final thoughts or uh, give the score for this week's episode, uh, let's thank the people of Fandango, the gifts that keep on giving uh, from Fandango. We've already had two relatively successful uh, movie uh, pre-order ticket campaigns, both of which have expired, by the way. Uh, you can still go to cinemageekly.com slash Fandango and order tickets. I'm just talking about the giveaways. Uh, mm-hmm. The giveaways I think we had for Blade Runner and for Star Wars The Last Jedi, those have both expired as of this recording. Uh, I think the Star Wars one expired on the 23rd. Uh, but uh, they keep shelling them out to me, so I keep putting them up. And uh, this time, it's pre-ordering tickets for Justice League 2017. Uh, So, uh, the same thing applies. Uh, If you pre-order your Justice League tickets from Fandango using the link cinemageekly.com slash JLA, when you order the tickets, uh, you will get a free Justice League poster uh, sent right to your door. Uh, Hopefully, it is better than the previous DC movies (laughs) that have come out sans (laughs) Wonder Woman. Uh, which was excellent. But the trailers have me kind of hopeful a little bit for it. So, mm-hmm. uh, And besides, look, you don't have to take my word for it. If you're excited, you know, you're more than welcome to be excited and go check it out. And we prefer you go check it out using cinemageekly.com slash JLA to pre-order your tickets and to get yourself a free Justice League movie poster. Uh, okay, Aurora. So, uh, do you have anything else you would like to add? Any other performances? Any other... Uh, any other thoughts or feelings on this episode and then drop it some geeky glasses. Well, I have to say that I'm, I'm glad to see Carol back in the action. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I miss that a lot and I hope she continues to be involved and, you know, be the badass I know she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I will give this episode a four. Um, yeah, I like the, the up, you know, the the action parts and the speech. Um, but it's not a full five because of those lulls in between. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like they had to break them up, but I don't yeah. know. At the same time, it felt a little muddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to see Gregory get his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. He's my Troy. He's my Troy in this walking dead. I want he's him like dead. old Troy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but instead of like, causing havoc he's just like a whiny kiss ass who just you know has like absolutely no like it seems like no moral like he's no. he's totally like the the definition of the guy who is out for himself and doesn't care yeah. about anything else yeah he's, he's doing worst. it for him yeah <laughs> can't wait for him to get eaten or something <laughs> uh but yeah i gave this episode four and a quarter all right uh, i liked it a lot i there there were at times I was watching this and I'm like, man, this could be like a really high four or like a five. Like there were moments, mm-hmm. but ultimately, yeah, it was a little muddy yeah. and I hesitate to be like, oh, this was amazing until I kind of know where some of these other scenes are going to play out and how they play out right? or what they are. Cause I feel like we're getting, you know, bits and pieces of other stories. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't want to praise this episode too much without knowing how some of those other stories unfold a little bit. Because they could turn out to be awful. Yeah. And then I'd have to look back at the time that I gave this episode a five. And then it led to all these other (laughs) terrible stories that didn't turn out so good. Yeah. And I hope that they don't keep this format, right? Like for the first episode is fine. But don't don't make the whole season as four different stories at the same time. That is, uh, I don't like that. Yeah. I didn't see the, uh, the preview for next week. So I don't know if they are going to be doing that. I saw that preview, uh, that they showed in the talking dead. Um, and it was just a follow up with what happened in the end with Carol, um, that they encountered those people and there was an explosion. Um, but that's it. So, Hmm. Well, um, with any luck, we will get something that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll get something. Hopefully, we'll get something that's a little bit different uh, without sticking to the same exact. I mean, look, I will be. I won't be super pleased if they stick to the same fragmented storytelling, but as long as I feel like it's going somewhere a little bit, I won't be like really mad. It won't ruin it for me, mm-hmm. but I kind of prefer a beginning, middle and end type thing. Not the fragmented stuff. You, like, I don't mind fragment. I mean, obviously there's like good movies like Memento and stuff like that, that are very fragmented in how they tell the story. And, but those fragments are all resolved by the end. So it's weird. I feel like we've got like a bunch of like dangling pieces of story yeah, uh, that are just kind of hovering at the moment. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see uh, where they go. Uh, I should note that uh, the show is still doing well. It got about uh, 11 and a half million viewers nice. in its premiere. It's crazy that this many people are watching it mm-hmm. and are not watching like anything else on AMC at all. It's so weird. Like even Fear the Walking Dead, which you feel like would be drawing in, you know, a bunch of that Walking Dead audience. You know, not all of it, but, you know, a chunk of it. And they, I don't think they really do. Yeah. I guess I haven't really looked at the, I guess I haven't really looked at the episodes or like the, the ratings for them. I mean, the numbers have to be higher for season three, right? Mm, so they are at, it's crazy how, how how fewer they are uh so season three premiered with three million really and ended at about 2.2 million really so it oh. declined a little bit but yeah i i, I want to say the first season did um so yeah the ratings have declined a lot so the premiere of the second season of fear was 6.6 million. Oh, wow. And it dropped in half by the end of that season. Although, you know, I don't blame people. That second season was... Yeah, that was second season was... Uh, yeah. Not that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did start with good... In, they did start with Goodwill. The pilot uh, was 10 million. Okay. And they averaged in the high sixes throughout that whole first season. Uh, which was also not blow away. It was interesting and like, oh, we'll stick with it and see where it's going, but... Clearly, by the second season, a lot of people like they maintain their audience. Yeah, to the to the pilot of the second season, and then it steadily dropped, and then they lost a lot of that goodwill. And the third season, uh, you know, was basically cut in half. Yeah, from the the second season. So, 
but I mean, that happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the audience I, dropped I, I, out. And I talked to people that started watching it, and mm. I I told them, you have to watch season three. And they're like, I don't know. I mean, I watched season two, and I lost interest. Right? Maybe that's it, that people just lost interest in season two, and they missed out on a great season in season three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, so it, and it, it happens. It, it, if the yeah. show... If the show ends up getting a lot of buzz, um, I don't know how much buzz the season got, uh, but I know people liked it more, the ones that yeah. saw it. Yeah. Uh, if it spreads around enough, you know, maybe they'll make back some of that uh, some of that audience. Mm-hmm. And especially if they do a crossover. You know, maybe it's the, that ratings drop sparked the talk of crossover. Crossover, yeah. And, you know, that's a surefire way to bump some of those ratings at least a little bit. You know, if they end up, uh, Daryl is somehow on Fear the Walking Dead for some reason. That will get people. <laughs> I'm sure they're they're you know burning through ideas in their minds right now, trying to figure out how they can get like Rick or somebody like onto mm-hmm. the show. Um, uh, but we okay, so that's neither here nor there. Uh, we'll see how it goes. For the mean, for the in the meantime, uh, the Walking Dead is doing uh, quite well for itself as per usual, and. Uh, We've got more of it to talk about, Aurora. But we're going to do that next week. Uh, in the meantime, go to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and find us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit the subscribe button. And we will return next week, Season 8, Episode 2 of The Walking Dead, called The Damned. <laughs> <laughs>